listening to Phanalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV podcast. In this episode, we are discussing episode 108 of Winona Earp, Two-Faced Jack. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. Let's get started with some general reviews. What did you think, Annie? I really loved it. I thought the episode was great. There was a great sense of tension with Winona captured and trying to fight her way out with first creepy Dr. Reggie and then... Jack. So, but I just thought Melanie Scorfano, she's so incredible as an actress. I think she gets better every week. And she really had to go through like this whole ringer of emotions in this episode with being scared and defiant and then just kind of not knowing what to do after she kills Jack and that moment with Waverly at the end. That was great. And bonus yay for a little bit of way hot. And, uh, I don't know how Officer Hot manages to look so fabulous in a hospital bed, but I'm sure that was intentional. She she did look really surprisingly good for being exactly. apparently severely injured. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, she looks great. And in a tank top. Okay. And, and I like the Doc Dolls, their reluctant partnership. It had some good, funny moments. What about you, Chris? I thought the episode was pretty good. You know, it's a pretty standard setup where the main character goes and gets taken captive by the baddie and has to figure out how to survive. But as you said, it was a really good showcase for Melanie Scrivano, who is so good as Winona, Mm -hmm. with the whole staying defiant even when she's scared and, you know, cracking wise all the time. And I just, I, I really appreciate her. Yeah. My big issue with the episode, I do wish that Waverly wasn't sidelined for so much of it. I know, me too. I mean, I I get why they did it story-wise, I guess, but I mm. wish they hadn't. I think she could have actually even made the Doc and Doll stuff better, but... Yeah, if they'd all gone in as a team, you know. But maybe she I would just, have been too much of a voice of reason. I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. So let's talk about some of the stuff that happened in this episode. We found out that Winona was taken by the serial killer that they introduced in the last episode. And the fact that Officer Hot wasn't taken because she wasn't Jack's quote-unquote type. You know, serial killers often have a type. But that part explained the comment that they made in the last episode where Nicole was saying to Winona, you know, oh, this victim looks just like you, Winona, which I thought was a weird thing to say. (laughs) I miss that. Yeah, so I'm glad. I'm like, what comment? So... Yeah, but they, yeah, that makes sense. And I guess uh, Officer Hot, she should be grateful for her red hair. So the red hair was apparently a condition of her being hired. <laughs> like she had to oh, dye really? her hair red. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Cat Burrell yeah. said, yeah. Cat Burrell, yeah. She said she had to be on a plane the next day. And oh, can you dye your hair red? Which I thought was an odd request. And then they get to this. It's like, oh, maybe that was why. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe just a matter of, you know, TV conventions and not wanting too many brunettes. But yeah, it turned out that Dr. Reggie, creepy Dr. Reggie from the last episode, was the one who took her. But he's working as the human assistant to Jack, it turns out. See, that was my question at the end of the episode. Dr. Reggie is creepy enough, but how did Jack find him and convince him, hey, you want to cut and come and cut up some people with me? You know, it just, uh, I don't know. It's like, what are the coincidences that Jack is a serial killer revenant, and then he finds another serial killer type doctor, or at least a doctor who's very wackadoodle, you know? 
and in purgatory. Who knows? I don't know. That just kind of bugged me. That was just a minor quibble, so. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Hmm. But we also had dolls and Doc teaming up. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Well, they got to air all their grievances, literally, and uh, beat the crap out of each other. I thought that was a really good fight scene. And uh, they kept saying on Twitter last night how excited the boys were for weeks to shoot that scene. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so boy-like, that scene. <laughs> but it was fun. But we got shirtless dolls. Yes, we got shirtless dolls and almost shirtless Doc. Well, tank top. Tank top wearing Doc. Tank top Which is okay, doc. too. Yeah, but it was funny because, you know, when you pit them together, I would have picked dolls over Doc every time, because dolls is, like, muscle-wise, like, twice the size of Doc. And I think Tim Rosen was saying on Twitter or something, he was joking, he goes, yeah, he was he was terrified of uh, fighting dolls, because he's, like, twice his size, so... Yeah, but, I mean, um, if I had to bet money, my money would be on dolls. Yeah. I mean, he's got better reach. He is, you know, a bigger human being than <laughs> than Doc. And the fact that he's, like, a trained agent. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I say think Doll... He's an elite paratrooper something-something that learned how to fake death. So... But, like, but, you know, Doc is essentially a brawler. Yeah. So... Given the two. But then Doc also fought dirty, so. Yeah, and then I think Dolls just said the wrong thing to him that really pissed Doc off, so he could do that fabulous uppercut. Right. That just, you know. Straight out of a video game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a Tim Rosen tweet. He's like, uppercut, finish him, or something from, like, you know, the classic Mortal Kombat. It was really funny. Right. Yeah, but I love the surprise look on Doc's face, like the expressions he had during the fight. He's like, oh my god, I won! So, yeah, that was funny. Then he did like a little bow. <laughs> but then, yeah, he's got motivation too, because he just got shown the file that right. that uh, dolls pulled on him. So, yeah. Well, that, that dolls wrote on him. Yeah, that dolls wrote on him. Yeah, that's right. And then somebody shredded, so that's... What leads to the whole, apparently there's a mole in the Black Badge Division, mm -hmm. and Dolls has actually kidnapped Whiskey Jim to both pacify Lucado. He's like, here, here's a revenant that we can use for whatever purposes, which seems pretty shady to me, but whatever. And also find out who the mole in Black Badge Division is, so... Well, I'm wondering where the report came from. It's like, did someone take it? Who, who shredded it? And gave it to Whiskey Jim to give to. Well, that's what he's trying to find out. Yeah. But the whole thing with, that's the last scene where Dolls is dragging Whiskey Jim off and locks him in a enclosed space and says, well, I can test his physical and mental limits and basically I'm going to do anything to him to find out who the mole is. That's a little disconcerting for me that Dolls is willing to do that, even if it's a revenant, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, don't know if I like that side of you, dolls. I can because yeah, he's basically locking him in a torture shed. Is what yeah. it looks like. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I know I get your motivations, dolls, but the fact that it's you doing it is yeah, kind of scary. Yep. Since we're talking about dolls, I was going to read a comment we got from Laura, 
Laura says, The grudging acknowledgement that Dolls and Doc both have their support of Winona in common reminded me a bit of the truce Lauren and Dyson forged in the latter seasons of Lost Girl. Both of them want to be the one she puts first, but they put her mission and well-being above their competition. Yeah, that was a really good uh, parallel, I thought. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. Well, but although I don't seem think that Doc and Dolls are quite to that point yet, since they just immediately pull guns on each other after Winona says, don't kill each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the relationship dynamics are all different than they are on yeah. Lostro, but I do see what I see what Laura is saying. I do think yeah, that yeah. there's a similarity there. Yeah. But I did like how Doc said he was quoting Wyatt Earp and he says you have to stand for something which I think was part of the motivation for Dolls to get Whiskey Jim and tell Okada, okay, I'm, Doc is just a con man. He's not really Doc Holiday. Yeah, I did think that was a nice touch. That was, they gained some grudging respect for each other, even after they were pointing guns at each other. Because so. I think he did, at least by the end of that, find Doc. Maybe not trustworthy, but at least... He's a trusting uh, his intentions, perhaps. Yeah, he's he's an ally of sorts. That's what Dalsud thinks. But I did think that uh, when I love that moment when Doc's taking the car key and trying to drive the car. <laughs> you know, I know last week Stephanie was wondering why we didn't have more fish out of water moments or storyline with Doc, and I thought that was a nice touch of that. So, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And then Dolls is like, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just to, to move back a little bit to the stuff with Winona and Jack. Man, Greg Brick is super creepy as Jack. Oh my god, he was super effectively creepy. And that was such a good role for him. I mean, I haven't seen his work in Bitten, but I think he was perfectly cast. And, yeah. I mean, at first I thought that Reggie was creepy with his dissecting bodies, which really grossed me out, that whole, you know... Well, it wasn't even dissecting, it was vivisecting, which is worse. Oh, like doing it when they're alive, yes. kind of thing. Yes. Ew. That's what vivisecting okay. is, yeah. Ew. Yeah. So, that was just nasty, that whole poor, what's her name? Bethany, yeah. Poor Bethany. Although I have a question about Bethany. Who was it that took Bethany in that previous episode? So it wasn't the flesh-eating revenant. It was Jack? Or Dr. Reggie, yeah. Hmm. But there was all this blood when she was taken, and I'm like, wow, she's still alive, I guess, so. Apparently. Hmm. Also, for some reason, I thought Bethany was a revenant, but I guess she wasn't? No, I just thought she was like a, you know, what do you call it, groupie mm. in, uh, okay. in the trailer park, so... But, yeah, it's really, uh, yeah, that whole, what is it, vivisection? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole, uh, <laughs> you know, yes, it's an amazing piece for production-wise, but <laughs> on the uh, live fan chat after the episode, Emily Andrews joined, and she goes, yeah, that was an amazing, you know, whole rig that was built. built. We're going to sell them, and then maybe we'll uh, uh, have a season two. <laughs> and I'm like... I don't think so, but if you're going to sell them in the name of season two, maybe I'll buy one. But yeah, that part really grossed me out. So I also enjoyed back to Winona versus Jack. I enjoyed the just like the image of Winona fighting evil in a hospital gown and her boots. I know that she has her boots on. I thought it was awesome. And then with Peacemaker, I was like, oh, Winona, you still look awesome. And that 
thought she kissed Peacemaker when when Dolls brought all, it to her. Okay, but yeah, even when she when it seemed like Reggie was the big baddie, I mean, you know, just trying to fight through her, you know, at first thinking she's paralyzed and trying to move her toes, a la Kill Bill, but um. I did notice the Kill Bill parallels, but yeah, yeah. This is this is perhaps an unpopular opinion, but I hate Kill Bill. I know, I know. I was thinking of you last night. I was like, "Yep, I know." I'd forgotten that I'd I was, mentioned it to you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, I loved how the Winona Earp um, Twitter account—they just—they <laughs> tweeted the word Mondays, and they showed the GIF of Winona throwing herself out of bed. And I'm like, "Yep, that's me too." But just uh, that whole struggle to crawl to the tray of instruments and grab the scalpel, and I was like, go, Winona, go, you know. I was just, ugh. And then, how did Winona stay still when Reggie was, eh, like, putting a whatever on her toe and giving her the worst pedicure ever? I just, oh, that moment made me shudder. It made me cringe super hard. I Yeah. Yeah. That was hard to watch. A lot of this episode was hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to watch Winona be in such a helpless position. But again, how she uses her humor, as Reggie pointed out, to deflect her fear is really amazing. Mm-hmm. And now Bethany was saying, I'm not brave like you, Winona. I'm like, yeah, I would not be as brave in that situation. I'd be a Bethany. I'd be dead. Poor Bethany. I know. But that's the, like, that's the terrible thing, though, because... Bethany seemed to be afraid to go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what would the risk have been? The risk would have been that she got caught and then killed, but she ended up killed anyway. So I just... I know. Ah, the tragedy. Ugh. But so going back to what uh, Jack, everything that he was saying to Winona, do you think it's true what he said to Winona? Did her dad make a deal with Bobo? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. That was actually a question I had, not not that, but, you know, now that we've taken care of the seven, what will be the next big through line for the series? Yeah. Which is something we've been talking about before. Like, if they finish this group, what's going to happen after that? So maybe that's what will happen. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she'll have to go investigate this association with Bobo. Potential association with Bobo. It was interesting what Jack said about Bobo that he said right before he was killed that Bobo makes us look, the seven, look like a bunch of choir boys or something to that effect. So did Bobo direct the seven to kill Ward? Was he in charge of them? And what is the threat that Bobo holds now? I guess we'll see. Hmm. But I guess if he is planning to release the revenants out of the Ghost River Triangle, that's a pretty big threat. And he can, he has powers of whatchamacallit. Uh, I have no you know, idea what you're talking about. He has he powers has pow- of whatchamacallit? <laughs> no, that Bobo has powers to, like, pull Peacemaker out of Winona's hand, and I don't know what he could... Telekinesis. Mm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, in a way, Jack was such a uber-creepy, scary villain, I kind of wish he'd stuck around a bit more and been in cahoots with Bobo, because I thought he was really, as I said, effectively creepy. And very, like, genuinely threatening. Yeah. I mean, to see Winona that scared when he's tracing a map on her and everything, and I was like, huh? Oh, Winona was screaming no right before Doc shot Jack, and I was like, uh Yeah, that was... I mean, you know, she's the title character, you know she's not going to get killed, but it still made me super nervous for those moments. 
with Jack above her. Well, because, I mean, they'd already tortured her earlier in the episode with the thing on the toe. and Yeah. It was pretty upsetting, this episode. Yeah, Jack's glowy fingers, you know, cutting off heads. And yeah. Duh. And I don't know why, but I felt irrationally angry that he, like, cut to pieces one of Doc's guns. And I'm like, but it's it's Doc's gun. It's like what Waverly said about Peacemaker. It's beautiful, you know? The guns are so pretty. I don't know why I'm irrationally saying this, but I'm like, hey, that was really mean, Jack. <laughs> also, I don't think it's just me, because why else would they say this, but... There was an implication that Jack is Jack the Ripper, right? Yeah. I was like, hmm. All the talk of Scotland Yard and whatnot. Yeah, I was wondering why that reference was in there, but I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. I also did like the exchange between Jack and Winona, where Jack says, I'm the last of the seven. What happens when you kill me? And Winona, being ever the smartass, says, <laughs> order too much tie and open a bottle of wine. I know. And I'm like, ooh. Now I'm hungry for Ty. I know, right? Like, that sounds yeah. like a fun time to me. <laughs> I know. But then that whole uh, montage after she killed Jack, where she's just sitting down and is so despondent. And oh, again, that was a great bit of acting from Melanie Scrifano. And it's like, kind of like, Winona's like, what do you, what is she going to do now? So what well, is her also next it's step? Like, and- did he get to her a little bit? Yeah, because I thought he did. Yeah, I mean, that's that was just what it seems to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, that was a great song playing over that. It's called Gets Me Low by Soren Bryce. Hmm. But I was like, oh, good song for my Winona Earp playlist. It is a good song. I'll have to look that up. Well, that last scene, also with Winona and Waverly, as they burn the picture of the Seven, I was like, oh. And I think Waverly senses how... Kind of despondent, Winona is, or maybe how Jack got to her. It's kind of like, well, what do they do now? And that was the only scene we got of Winona and Waverly together, which I know, and made it was so sad. good. And I'm like, we need more of those. And yeah, again, why wasn't Waverly in more of the episode? So that made me sad. Yeah. But what made me happy, though, was seeing a bit of Way Hot in the hospital when Nicole's being interrogated and. She goes, what's the last thing you remember? Her dolls is like, what's the last thing you remember? Seeing Waverly on her front porch. <laughs> so, but... Oh, Annie. I'm like, Nicole, how do you look so fabulous if you're almost dead? And who wears a tank top in the hospital? I mean, shouldn't she be in a hospital gown? But I think production was like, no, we need to emphasize way hot. So, I don't know. That was just my opinion. Andrews did tweet something about... Nicole hot in a tank top. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. Here's the thing, though, about way hot. We've seen plenty of interest from Nicole. But it's not being reciprocated yet. Not really. I mean, you know, Waverly's sort of like a soft smile in return. But I just I can't actively ship it until there's more interest shown on Waverly's part. Yeah, I admit, my shipping is mostly the reaction of everybody from the internet, and I'm like, oh, a female-female ship, yay! So that's why I'm kind of, you know, being a dork about it. At least with Waverly in that hospital scene. Yeah, I did like that, uh, where she sobbed on Doc's shoulder. She was, I thought that was a bit of a touching moment between That scene was pretty good. Yeah. I like that. And I think that moment was the 
probably the most I've liked Doc. See, I like these yeah. moments with Doc where he's interacting with Waverly in like mm-hmm. a protective older brother kind of way. Yeah, and he's you know, and he's going on that whole mission for Winona and being yeah, the protective kind of brother to both of us or partner to both to Winona and a protective brother to uh, Waverly when he's not acting in his own self-interest. That's when he's at his best. Or at least when I find him most likable. Yeah, yeah. I love that whole, Doc, you're a genius, and tells us, like, whoa, let's not go that far. <laughs> I feel like Waverly would have gotten there eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Waverly's the genius. Waverly is. <laughs> and I love how that line when <laughs> Waverly's like, we need choppers, we need cruise missiles, we need drones, we need everything aimed at Bobo's camp. <laughs> and how she just kept going and going and going with all the things they needed. I was like, oh, I love Protective Waverly of Winona. More Waverly show and more Waverly and Winona. I know. That's what the show always needs more of. I like you show, but I'd love you if there was more Waverly and Winona. Mm-hmm. And I just kept the someone tweeted last night. They're like, screw the broken wing. Waverly would have just been in there like, <laughs> you know, kicking ass and taking names or something like that. I just wish the show hadn't sidelined sidelined her for this episode. There's a prompt for some fan fiction, right? Like, give Waverly her flamethrower and let her loose. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I could totally picture that. Fan art, too, please. And we got a voice message from my friend Rebecca, so let me play that for you now. Hi, girls. It's Rebecca. I really loved this week's episode. Um, Melanie Scrifano's performance in particular was amazing, especially considering she did most of it from lying down in a bed. But I think that's just a testament to how expressive her face is and how much emotion she can put into her lines. She's just, she's amazing as Winona, and I think she really took it to the next level in this episode. Um, not only is this show and the cast and crew fantastic, but the fandom is really taking off. The live tweet is crazy fast and it's trending every week as far as I've seen. And, uh, the whiskey and donuts after party is so much fun. I really recommend joining in if you have any way of doing that. Emily, Shamir and Catherine Burrell were all, uh, there for at least a little bit last night. It was really fun. Just so you know, I did ask Emily if she named Waverly's horrible friends after you guys, and she laughed and said, no, but I wish I had. So it was it was really funny. Uh, you should join in next time to keep me from asking embarrassing questions on your behalf. Thanks, girls. Talk soon. Thanks for sending that in, Rebecca. I didn't participate in this week's after episode fan chat, but I was there the week before, and I think Annie was actually at this one. So Annie saw you asked that question, so she was she was pretty amused. If you have thoughts about this episode that you'd like to share, you can do that in a number of ways. You can send an email to feedback at askgenretv.com. You can record a voice memo with your smartphone and email it to us. You can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. We're on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Finalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. You can find our other podcasts about Orphan Black, Lost Girl, and Killjoys, and some other things, including other episodes of Finalysis about The Hundred, over at AskGenreTV.com. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. Thanks for listening. 